Topic of our Dhamma talk this evening is controlling faculties. And so they are five in number. And this particular group of teachings is extremely valuable for retreatants when it comes to further deepening one's meditation practice and bringing it to perfection. Now, these five controlling faculties consist of the controlling faculty of faith, the controlling faculty of effort, the controlling faculty of mindfulness, then the controlling faculty of concentration and the controlling faculty of wisdom. In Pali, you know, the technical terms are sat indriya, viri indriya, sat indriya, then samad indriya, and panyat indriya. Now, the venerable Sadhu Pandita on many occasions has spoken about these certain controlling faculties and certainly has certainly or he is certainly attaching so much importance to them that he even included them in what see here the logo <laughs> So the Pandita Ramatna logo, which is slightly modified, so you have you have here the controlling faculty of Sadda, which is faith. Then you have the controlling faculty of Viriya, which is effort. Then the controlling faculty of mindfulness, Sati. Then Samadhi, which is concentration. And Satna Banya stands for wisdom. And all of these controlling faculties are based in one thing, namely virtuous conduct. Now, a controlling you know, faculty is uh, a mental, you know, the mental factor you know, that exercises control in uh, its respective you know, domain, and so you know, the you know, controlling you know, faculty of faith exercises in control in the domain of resolution. Adimokha is certainly the Pandita scriptural term for this. And as for the second controlling faculty, namely effort, it exercises control in the domain of exertion, Pagaha. And maybe to expand a little bit for a better understanding, so this domain of exertion covers the whole range of exerting much effort to the opposite of laziness, gosaja in the Pani scriptural language. And in the case of the first domain, namely resolution, it covers the entire domain, the whole range, going from faith to disbelief. Now, 
the controlling faculty of mindfulness then exercises control in the domain of awareness, which in the Pali scriptural language is known as upatana. And this then can go from perfect mindfulness all the way to what? Forgetfulness. And or negligence or inattention. And then, in the case of the controlling faculty of concentration, samadhindriya, it exercises control in its respective domain, namely that of non-distraction. And so again, this covers a whole range, going from being very concentrated to being rather distracted, rather agitated. And as for the last and fifth controlling faculty, this one exercises control in the field of, or the domain of discernment, dasana in the Pali scriptural language. And this domain too covers a range, namely going from ignorance or delusion at one end to the arising of wisdom at the other end. Now, these same controlling faculties also help to overcome their respective opposites. So the controlling faculty of faith helps a meditator or retreatant to overcome the opposite certain quality of indecision or disbelief, asadiya, in the Pali scriptural language. So this indecision or disbelief comes in the form oftentimes of questions and so an indecision as to whether, let's say, the Buddha truly existed and whether the Dhamma, the teachings that he gave the Dhamma, whether this was given really truly by the Buddha or maybe by someone else and maybe it's the Dhamma was well spoken out of imagination and then some indecision with regard to the Sangha and then in particular indecision with regard to the practice itself. So the mind then might want to compare the form of Satipatthana meditation that we're doing here with maybe another form, another approach that you have heard about or practiced at an earlier stage in your life. And then disbelief is in the sense that certain ones simply doesn't have, doesn't buy into it, one does not have trust or confidence in it. Now, the controlling faculty of effort then helps us to overcome the opposite namely in the form of laziness. The Pani term for this is kosaja. And it's a different word for it would be idleness. 
and such you know, so you know, an idle you know, meditator you know, would be you know, one who you know, well you know, is here at such you know, the center however wastes his or her you know, time you know, well you know, sleeping in bed not only during the night but also during the day hours and so, you know, or um, a lazy you know, meditator you know, would be you know, one you know, who you know, would certainly, well, you know, maybe do less you know, walking you know, meditation and just you know, in you know, different ways you know, tries to you know, cut certain corners. And so, you know, then, in the case of the controlling faculty of you know, mindfulness, this satna then helps a retreatant to overcome its opposite, namely in the form of forgetfulness, negligence, and inattention. And satna negligence satna is, in in the sense, then satna we do well that we become somewhat inattentive, and satna then as an example maybe. When we get up from the lunch table, and then and we had the napkin placed on the lap, then the napkin falls to the ground, and or the same thing might happen with our hanky. So we have it somewhere, and then out of negligence, it drops to the ground. Or another form of negligence would be when we practice intensively. That's from one from the transition from one posture to the other. We're not truly mindful, and so then from the sitting posture we jump up into the standing posture, and then and then briskly walk away. Now, in the case of you know, the controlling you know, faculty of you know, concentration, it helps a retreat and you know, to overcome its opposite in the form of uh, distraction or you know, agitation. And certainly we have we will have experienced you know, this you know, probably already you know, many times. So we're trying to keep you know, the mind on you know, some predominant object. And suddenly, yet, the mind is suddenly not staying there, and instead it's flitting around, it's going here, it's going there, it's going into the future, into you know, the past, you know, thinking about different uh, things. Yes. Now, then, <clears throat> in the case of the controlling you know, faculty of you know, wisdom, it helps a retreatant to overcome its opposite, opposite in the form of delusion, ignorance, not certain knowing. And certainly, we have already in an earlier you know, Dhamma talk you know, discussed, namely on you know, wisdom, the you know, what certain wisdom means and how wisdom arises in a very you know, small, first certain small ways. And certainly, then you know, we've also you know, discussed how you know, ignorance certainly then gets replaced you know, by you know, wisdom.
Now, the venerable Nesarupanita, Nebiwamsa of Burma, on many occasions has pointed out that once the controlling faculties are well balanced, then one's meditation will unfold in no time. And oftentimes when we look at the development in, in the meditation of a, of a yogi, of a retreat, and, and we find that the person is not making major headway, then the reason for this could lie in the fact that the controlling faculties are not well balanced. Now, these certain controlling faculties consist of five faculties and they can be grouped as certain two pairs and certain then with mindfulness as certain the mental factor that certain helps to bring about certain the balance. So the first certain pair consists of faith and wisdom, intuitive wisdom, and the second pair consists of effort and certain concentration. Now, later on, more will be said about this balance of the controlling faculties. Now, when we practice, then our practice at time, at times, may be maybe moving ahead uh, owing to the fact uh, that the controlling faculties are present and at other times our practice might not move ahead. And so to get this balance right, the main point really or or, major point is that through trial and error one learns what works and what doesn't work. And so if one of the one of the factors out of a pair of controlling faculties is in excess, then then the practice will not move ahead. And if one of these factors is certainly in deficiency, then again the practice will not move ahead. And so it is by trial and error, by making mistakes and seeing, oh, this is not certainly working, that a meditator gradually learns to get it right. Now, from a more general point of view, in the Samyutta Nikaya, so the connected discourses of the Buddha, we find an entire collection of discourses devoted to the topic of the five controlling faculties. And so there it says, for instance, in the suttas 2 to 5, so two, three, four, five, that a stream enter can be defined as one who has understood the controlling faculties. 
and whereas an Arahant, so holy one is the one who has acquired this knowledge, namely of of the five controlling faculties, and who then has developed it to the point where his or her mind has been freed from clinging. So the five controlling you know, faculties are you know, relevant not only you know, to you know, the attainment of you know, stream entry, you know, but also you know, to you know, the attainment of you know, you know, the path of one's return, of non-return, and then arahant ship. And Suttas 12 to 18 of the same collection point out that the relative strength of the controlling faculties determines the gradation among different classes of noble ones. So, obviously, in the case of a stream enter, these controlling faculties will be relatively weak, were and of course certainly stronger than in an ordinary ignorant worldling. However, in the case of a once returner, the controlling faculties will be somewhat better developed, somewhat stronger. Not yet not as developed and not as strong as in the case of a non-returner. And certainly then it certainly follows that in the case of an arahant, so holy one, these controlling faculties are most developed to the highest to highest degree. So usually you know, the distinction between you know, the you know, noble ones is by you know, way of you know, the, you know, the fetters or mental defilements that you know, have been uprooted from you know, the stream of consciousness, but certainly here in you know, you know, these passages from the Samyutta Nikaya, you know, we find another you know, criterion you know, of, of you know, classification of the noble ones. Now, from what has been said so far, it can be gathered that these controlling faculties have the potential to lead a meditator all the way to the very end of the path, namely all the way to the destruction of the taints or the um, uh, well, yeah, contains the asan. Uh, the asawas. That's uh, yeah, that's it. Um, proclivities. I was. I'm looking for another English term. <laughs> now. In Sutta number 50 of that same collection, we find Elder Sariputta explaining that the 
you know, controlling you know, faculties arise or unfold in a progressive fitness series. And you know, so they don't start you know, with you know, the controlling faculty of you know, wisdom and you know, then you know, based on you know, this concentration arises, based on this you know, mindfulness arises, etc. But rather you know, they start you know, with you know, the controlling you know, faculty of faith. So you know, some faith arises in a you know, meditator and Satna this then through practice gets Satna gradually stronger and stronger and Satna then as one Satna faith arises or gets stronger, there will be a stronger desire to do the practice, to accomplish Satna the practice. And Satna with this then quite Satna naturally a meditator, like all of you here, right? Satna now or during these Satna days are striving harder in your meditation. And so and then putting in or exerting oneself harder, trying to be more, trying to send the observing mind again and again towards the predominant object, then leads to the arising of mindfulness. And then mindfulness then becomes sustained. Mindfulness in turn contributes to the arising of concentration. So the mind will fall squarely onto an object and will be glued to the object, will stick to the object. And the natural outcome of the presence of the first four controlling faculties is the arising of intuitive wisdom. So it follows logically. So there's a certain satipatthana logic or vipassana logic to this, which can be verified in one's own practice. Now, already some days back, during the talk on intuitive wisdom, various virtues of wisdom were mentioned, and one virtue, and I'm not quite sure whether I mentioned it or not, is probably not, then wisdom is the chief among the states conducive to enlightenment. And so this certain particular statement we find in the context of the controlling faculties. So a number of wholesome mental states are being stated in the Abhidhamma and also like various mental factors are given as enlightenment factors and the one that is most important is that of wisdom. Now, there are two you know, discourses <coughs> sorry, 
near that from that same near Samyutta, near that point out that wisdom is the stabilizer of near the other near four controlling faculties. So in the presence of wisdom, the controlling faculty of faith stabilizes. Again, in the presence of intuitive wisdom, the controlling faculty of effort stabilizes. And then the same thing goes for mindfulness and concentration. Now, maybe just as a footnote, certainly here we cannot assume that the controlling faculties as well as a number of other wholesome qualities will be perfect right away, perfect and fully developed right away at the outset of our practice. It actually takes a lot of practice, first of all, to strengthen each of these states, and then it takes even further practice to make sure that each of these relevant states then gains some stability. And to give you a practical example for this, there's a certain face in you know, the meditation practice, and some of you have uh, experienced it you know, or, you know, already, where you know, one comes across in the sitting you know, meditation you know, a number of uh, you know, well, you know, jerks and jolts and spasms, and suddenly the body is swaying in this direction and that direction, the head is circling, and so on and so forth. So this is when when it happens uh, like this, you know, both for the meditator as well as for an onlooker, you know, this is truly you know, not a case of a really stable body. And so then, you know, by um, well, then we can, since body and mind are linked, we can safely assume that the mind at that point is rather instable or stable? Unstable, there you go. And so, so during that phase in the meditation practice, meditators experience, <coughs> sorry, experience a number of opposites, opposing states, such as maybe, let's say, unhappiness versus happiness, or maybe a variety of pains versus freedom from pain, or a number of unwholesome mental states versus wholesome mental states. And so during that particular phase in one's certain meditation practice, it's like, like being in a storm. And certainly being on a dinghy caught in a ferocious certain storm. So the dinghy will be oh, bopping up and down on the surface of the ocean. 
and that it is only later on when the mind stabilizes and things really noticeably calm down, that suddenly then this manifests in the body accordingly, namely as suddenly stillness of the body and as relaxation of the body, etc., etc., absence of pains and so on. Now, in the one work about, sorry, text about certain of the controlling faculties, it says that the pair of faith and wisdom ensure that, well, the emotional as well as certainly the intellectual sides of one's spiritual life are kept in balance. Now, this we could phrase better by saying that it ensures this pair ensures that our yeah, well, um, our trust and intuitive wisdom are kept in balance. Then, in terms of the pair of energy and concentration, those two ensure that the activating and restraining sides of mental development are kept in balance. And so, indeed, at certain times in our meditation practice, the mind may get somewhat sluggish, somewhat lethargic, inactive, and certainly then it needs to be activated. And at other times, the mind, especially when we've had some far-art experiences, then we feel greatly inspired, and certainly then we need this this rather over our overactive mind needs to be restrained. And so it is certain mindfulness then that certain overness sees these certain two pairs and holding them together in a mutually enriching tension. Now, when we look at certain the you know, five controlling faculties, then they are defined in the respective samyutta as certain follows, namely, the controlling faculty of faith means having 
faith or trust in the perfect enlightenment of the Buddha and the efficiency of the path that he has discovered. And this is expressed as or by way of the nine virtues of the Buddha, such as that the Buddha is perfectly self-enlightened and that he's endowed with vision and virtuous conduct, that he is a knower of the world or seer of the world and not knower of the world and Satna then also as Satna a teacher of celestial beings and Satna humans and as Satna and also furthermore as Satna the blessed one just to name a few not all now the definition given for what this controlling faculty of effort or energy is certainly all about well it certainly comes or it states that we have the four supreme effort we have to understood understand the four supreme efforts namely the effort to avoid unwholesome states which have not yet arisen in the stream of consciousness. This in Pali is known as Samwara Padana. Then we have the supreme effort of abandoning unwholesome mental states that have already arisen in the stream of consciousness Bahana Padana in Nepali, and certainly then we have as certainly number three the supreme effort to develop wholesome states such as certainly the seven enlightenment factors that have not yet certainly arisen, such um, namely, not this. Yeah, right. To develop wholesome states you know, that have not yet arisen, bhavana, padana, and pani, and then finally the effort to maintain those wholesome states that have arisen already, namely anurakana padana in the pani scriptural language. Now, other qualities that are mentioned around the controlling faculty of energy are that one is striving more or endeavoring higher and higher and trying stronger or exerting harder and harder. There's certainly quite a variety of expressions that are being used in the text for effort. 
such as, just to name maybe another one or two, not relinquishing the task, and certainly then uh, also you know, discharging you know, the task you know, well. Also resoluteness you know, would be another you know, such you know, quality. Now, the text certainly then you know, further define you know, the you know, controlling faculty of you know, mindfulness as certain you know, mindfulness of body, feelings, mind, and certain you know, dhammas. So, you know, this you know, then means, you know, or refers to you know, the four establishments of mindfulness, namely that one you know, contemplates the body and the body, feelings and feelings, the mind certainly in the mind, and certainly then you know, dhammas in dhammas. Now, in the case of the controlling you know, faculty of you know, concentration, you know, the you know, text uh, you know, specifies or mentions you know, the you know, four you know, jhanas. And so, um, even though you know, the four you know, jhanas are you know, being you know, given, you know, one you know, could certainly yeah, then yeah, by extension assume yeah, that certain equal yeah, levels of kanika, yeah, samadhi, namely momentary yeah, concentration, yeah, will also yeah, fulfill yeah, the yeah, definition. So in general we can say yeah, concentration of mind associated yeah, with wholesome consciousness yeah, which yeah, then may yeah, reach yeah, absorption. And then in the case of the controlling faculty of wisdom, panya indriya, the, this gets specified as insight into the four noble truths. And so gaining a direct understanding of the noble truth of the existence of suffering, the origin of suffering, and certainly then the cessation of suffering and the path leading to the cessation of suffering. Now, in the case of you know, the controlling you know, faculty of you know, faith, you know, two you know, factors are you know, being mentioned that are said you know, to contribute you know, to the arising of you know, faith, and you know, those you know, two are joy, piti, and you know, pleasure, you know, sukha. And so it is from you know, joy you know, that faith derives a good part of its conquering power, and it is a keen interest that makes you know, for you know, the constancy of you know, faith. Now, let us you know, briefly go you know, back you know, to you know, the balance of you know, the controlling faculties you know, that certainly was you know, roughly you know, explained you know, earlier you know, on at certainly the outset of you know, the talk. Now, the reason why 
the controlling faculty, the balance of the controlling faculties is certainly so important is that if one of, let's say, if one controlling faculty becomes excessively stronger, the others then remain weak, then the weak controlling faculties will not perform their respective functions properly. And so, then what you have is that the mind is not up to its best form. And so, when the controlling faculties can perform their you know, function, their respective functions properly, you know, then it will be difficult you know, to know the nature of uh, you know, whatever predominant object certainly comes up. And certainly later on in the practice, you know, things do become rather, rather you know, refined, and it takes a lot of uh, you know, well, you know, continuous effort and certainly rather continuous and rather precise mindfulness and then strong concentration on all of these based in faith to really know what is certainly going on. So to elaborate on this just a bit more, if, for example, the faculty of faith is stronger than the others, then the faculty of energy cannot perform its function of exerting, the faculty of mindfulness cannot perform its function of establishing, the faculty of concentration its function of not distracting, and the faculty of wisdom its faculty or its function of understanding. Now, at the time of the Buddha, there were at least two monastics who had certain serious difficulties balancing their controlling faculties. One of them is Sona Kolivisa. And this Sona Kolivisa apparently was living in a forest by the name of Sita Wana. And so this monastic was despairing of ever attaining arahantship. So even though he tried very hard, he did not make it. So the Buddha, on one occasion when he was residing uh, or dwelling at, on Gijakuta, then he became aware of this particular dilemma of Sona Kulivisa, and he paid a visit to the bhikkhu. And uh, uh, the Buddha uh, then knew that Sona Kulivisa in his um, lay life before uh, ordaining as a bhikkhu had been a player of the veena. And the veena apparently uh, is a form of a lute. And so so, the Buddha reminded him that back then, when he was a Wiener player, when his Wiener was overstrung or when it was over lax, when the strings were over lax, then it would not sound properly. 
And likewise, the Buddha then went on to explain that likewise when the controlling faculty of energy is overstrung, then one ends up being totally restless or becoming totally restless. And then when one is over lax, then one ends up taking it certainly easy and idleness, laziness follow. And likewise, when there is too much faith, then one easily believes whatever is being said, even if it's wrong information. And then if there is too much intellect, then this may lead to a certain um, way of being uh, too, too smart. <clears throat> now, the Bekusona Kolit Nerisa then applied the teachings given by the Buddha on the balance of the controlling faculties, and in the end he did become an Arahant. And he then paid a visit to the Buddha and then declared about his newfound vision. Now, the Patisamida Magha, the path of discrimination, is very or is very helpful in its material on the controlling faculties, and it says, for or it explains, for instance, the following. Namely, it says in the fourth chapter section or paragraph footnote three, these five footnote faculties are purified in 15 aspects. Namely, one avoids faithless persons, cultivates and frequents and honors faithful persons and reviews discourses that inspire confidence the fact that inspire confidence and certainly with this then the faith faculty is purified in three ways and so in a similar way does one purified the other controlling faculties, namely by avoiding idle persons, cultivating and frequenting and honoring those who are energetic, and by reviewing texts on rights endeavor. And then the same can be applied to the controlling faculty of mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. So 
know, the company you know, that you know, we you know, keep is certainly you know, important. So if we happen to be on a retreat and certainly we then associate certain with a fellow meditator who is taking it overly easy and certainly then who maybe only sits for half an hour and then gets up and does maybe five minutes of walking meditation and then goes back to the room and certainly takes a nap, then sooner or later we might certainly end up doing what? The same. Uh, no, there you go. And so, so being around uh, you know, people who you know, are that energetic, you know, then you know, may you know, serve as a great uh, inspiration. Now that same, the same. You know, uh, what the, or paragraph footnote four of footnote the same you know, chapter from the Patisambhita Magga has certain, some further you know, advice um, with regard to those certain controlling faculties. Namely, it says you know, one you know, can you know, develop you know, the five faculties in you know, ten different ways. Now, how could this possibly be done? So by abandoning one thing, we develop something else. So what might this be? Well, so um, by ad abandoning something, by abandoning which factor you know, do we you know, develop put, you know, um, at, at one of the controlling faculties? Gullibility. Pardon me? Gullibility. Gullibility. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, the answer is by abandoning non-faith in all its many forms, one you know, then automatically develops Satna, you know, the faith faculty. And Satna, you know, when you know, developing the faith faculty, you know, one with this automatically, one abandons non-faith. So to give you an example, on occasion, you know, there are you know, meditators who just by way of uh, upbringing and certainly by way of footnote education um, have a tremendous amount of skepticism. Everything you know, that they see or hear or you know, find out about you know, will be uh, questioned. Will be questioned and will not be believed and, uh, and then um, there's Satna just a, a no, no confidence Satna whatsoever. And Satna then, if such a person uh, ends up, and one doesn't quite know how, in a meditation center, yeah, then <laughs> it's unlikely that the person will have strong faith Satna right away in you know, the teachings. And so, you know, such a you know, meditator, such a yogi, you know, then, um, you know, could certainly develop you know, faith, 
you know, the faith faculty by making um, you know, a real clear, you know, making it a point you know, to you know, abandon the non-faith, the lack of faith, you know, whenever it comes up. So every time you know, some skeptical you know, doubts arise, you know, then one says, okay, enough of this, and certain one you know, then you know, gives it up. And so if we keep working on the negative side, so if we keep abandoning the negative mental state, the opposite to faith, then what remains is obviously faith. And so, so in this way, we strengthen the faith faculty. And so, you know, the opposite approach would be you know, we focus more on you know, developing more and more you know, faith, and as more and more faith arises, you know, then you know, the non-faith and you know, lack of faith and you know, disbelief, distrust, etc., all of you know, this will gradually you know, weaken. So you have a twofold approach. And so, you know, this you, know, you can then apply to any of you know, the you know, controlling you know, faculties. Now, this then you know, brings us you know, pretty much to you know, the end of you know, the talk. Let me you know, conclude you know, by you know, wishing may may the you know, controlling you know, faculties of you know, faith, effort, mindfulness, concentration, and you know, wisdom arise in your you know, practice, and you know, then you know, may they gradually you know, become stronger and stronger, may they become more and more you know, balanced, and you know, then may they conduce you know, to you know, the you know, realization of at least you know, the you know, attainment of you know, the path of stream entry in this very life. And if this has been attained, may they conduce or be conducive to the attainment of or to the destruction of all attains, in other words, to the attainment of arahanship in this existence or some future existence. And this is it for now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.